Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Suriani, your host, your host with the most. I have to use that joke every time, contractually obligated to use it. And if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you, and it's the only joke I have, so that's what I'm sticking with until something better inspires me. But I'm Jim Suriani, your host. Thank you so much for either watching or listening to Jim on the Air, depending on where you're finding the show, uh, which platform. Um, so this show, Jim on the Air, uh, we have been dedicating it all last week and this week to the Reemerge Dance Festival, which is taking place at Center Stage Theater. The Reemerge Dance Festival takes place June 17th through the 20th at Center Stage Theater in Santa Barbara, California. And um, it's, it's going to be a wonderful event. It's an event to help celebrate the reopening of the theater um, after a year and a half or so of a pandemic and everyone having to do performances on zoom or other ways of doing them online and now it's it's wonderful to see that we have the theater open we have live performers and live audience in the same room happening this uh this next weekend the 17th of june through the 20th and that's what the reemerge dance festival is all about is celebrating that and um, for tickets to the festival you can log on to center stage's website centerstagetheater.org that's centerstagetheater.org or you can give them a call at the box office and the box office is 805-963-0408 that's 805-963-0408 and by the way while you're on the center stage website centerstagetheater.org you can click on the blog tab and that will take you to their blog and you can learn more in-depth information about the festival about each of the performers and studios that are presenting at the festival this year and get a little bit of an inside scoop, if you will, uh, before attending uh, one of the performances. And again, that's all on centerstagetheater.org. Uh, so with no further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest this time around. It's uh, her, her name is Victoria Finlayson, and she has a film, a dance film that she produced called Out There. And it will be shown on Thursday, June 17th and Friday, June 18th of the festival. And both those performances are at 7 p.m. And Victoria, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about your path as an artist. Um, um, how, did, how did your career begin? Oh, well, uh, my, my career as a performing artist began when I was eight and my mother put me in dance classes and uh she did, took me to a local ballet teacher who ended up being a very good ballet teacher and the secretary for the um royal academy of dancing and so she taught rad technique so i was blessed in a suburb outside of boston to have incredibly good training in an incredibly clean ballet technique and um went Anyway, many, many different routes, um, deciding eventually that I wanted to become a dancer and um, a ballet dancer in particular. After high school, I took a year off and went to Pennsylvania Ballet School, failed there, didn't do well. Um, went to Toronto National Ballet School, didn't do very well there. Um, I was quite weak. And anyway, went to college. And then when I came out of college, went to New York um, because I had been introduced in high school, I went to a performing arts high school, but also in, in um, at uh, my college, there were two very good 
modern dance teachers and I started to fall in love with modern dance and because I went to Swarthmore and so there were some um, residencies with Dan Wagner and people um, some interesting small modern dance companies coming down to do residencies from New York and I started to get really interested in modern dance so then I went to New York I went to the Martha Graham studio and to the Merce Cunningham studio and it became very clear that Merce Cunningham was the one for me and so I I'm just going to go on a roll. Stop me when you want to. <laughs> okay. I I studied there for about 11 months and then Merce invited me into the company. So I, I danced with his company and traveled all over the world um, wow. from 1984 to 1992. And then wow. um, my sister introduced me to my uh, future husband, John Blondell. And I, he and my sister, who was his costume designer at the time, my sister is Leslie Finlayson, they had just um, started a small theater company with Matt Tavianini and oh, yeah. Colleen Clements and Dave Clements. And um, they needed a Japanese style Koken to come and hand props for their very first production of Alice in Wonderland. And I was winding down my dance career. So I said, well, I think I can bring props on stage. You know, <laughs> I've got some stage experience. So that was my first play I was in. And, you know, a little bit of ruffles here and there where I would miss cues, because I would be looking for visual cues and they would give me a line and they'd like, you didn't come in. I, I didn't know, I, I wasn't used to picking up cues from lines yet. Right, and right. so then I worked with Lit Moon um, with my husband and uh, toured with them. And we, I had, we had three children, we have three sons. And so I brought them on tour and that was until uh, really about 2020. And then I just decided that it was time for me to um, move on right about the same time as that pandemic. I got interested. Well, it's kind of happened at the same time, like with the pandemic stuck in the house, I started getting back in touch with some old dancer friends. And oh, okay. I started taking classes on Zoom with New York dancers and we're all older now and da da da. There were also some projects that the Merce Cunningham Trust had done that I'd been involved in in LA and New York. And um, so I got kind of intrigued, you know, my old love dance that I quit because I was so old at 32 and now it's quite a bit older. <laughs> but um, just can you dance when you're older has become a really interesting question for me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not sure I have the answer, but um, so I was teaching at the Dance Hub, oh, the um, dance Cunningham hub. Technique class, and yeah, with Carrie Diamond's Dance Hub, and uh, she gave me the opportunity to teach there. And so I had four dancers that were regularly coming to my class that I really enjoyed working with, and we were doing a lot of Zoom classes. I was teaching from my living room, but watching them in these frames that are on Zoom, all of a sudden I became really interested in. Um, how they looked and how wonderful it was when they were moving but different framed based on where they were in relationship to their individual cameras and of course it reminded me of some of the things that Merce and Elliot Kaplan were exploring in their dance films um, and I just I just felt like I was home again with this love of movement and love of, of things that are almost together but not quite nothing right. as obvious as in sync yeah. um, you know just yeah, like a flock of birds. So anyway, uh, wow, that's, that's how we ended up making the film. Uh, oh, okay. this, um, yeah, these are the dancers. The dancers are Hannah Ruth, 
brothers, Kara okay. Lee, Susan Shaberman, and Eloise Yaranga, and then um, my son Simon Blondell composed the score, and that was wow. also really wonderful to work with him. That's wonderful. So. Well, and it sounds like my my next question was, um, you know, how how was the shutdown for you? But it sounds like it, you managed uh, pretty well, considering you were able to kind of at least still create during that time. I did. It was. I was thinking about it, and you know that. It was a long shutdown, and I just, this is a nine and a half minute film, um, but we had all the time in the world to do whatever we wanted. So it just sort of evolved naturally um, and not having no time pressure, no, it never really needed to be made. Mm -hmm. It was something that my dancers said, sure, they, they gave me the gift of saying that they would work with it. We really co-created it. Um, and they brought such, because of they filmed themselves, so their their vantage point. I got to edit it, and that was really fascinating. But what they sent in was quite remarkable. The things they were sending in, um, yeah. and as we talked about it, and how they how they took it, and what they shot, you know, it, it, it's quite remarkable. I, think. I, I bet um, <laughs> a whole section of feet that is amazing, and hands, and I mean, it's just beautiful. It was shot from the top down people uh -huh. really came up with beautiful things and you, you said the the piece is about nine minutes long is that nine and a half yeah nine and a half minutes long um yeah was it challenging for you to figure out what parts of the videos to keep and what not to keep i mean how did you go from all the various footage to, to be able to put it together in, in nine and a half minutes was that challenging um well i didn't really have a time frame that i i needed to i mean again i didn't have right. a time frame and so limitations are wonderful um, but we did have certain limitations. For example, I didn't, I made, I made some choreographic phrases, but I let them choose which ones they wanted to do. And so the phrases that came back, it was interesting to see what they chose, but most of them chose one. So we didn't have a wide range of material. It was more the angles and the shots that I know I did the choreography. It's, it's not the most interesting part of it to me is my choreography. I'm like, I, I will do a better job next time. But, um, <laughs> you know, the choreography was a means to get to the project, I would say, to get them filming themselves and have, have something right. to do. Um, so the choreography for me is is there. It's it's And because it's broken up a lot, it's not like a stage piece where it has, you know, beginning, middle and end or say or relationships coming in. It's, it's quite fragmented. Okay. So it's really more, I think, about dancers it's out shot out all shot outside we started we i said we could start inside but some i think it was hannah ruth brothers shit, sent in the first shot from outside and she had shot it up through grass so you saw grass in the foreground and she oh. was in the backgrounds i was like oh we're going outside so they were willing to do it outside and that caused its own set of problems because the choreography some of it's technically difficult one-legged and stuff like that it's based on right. birds um, and so they were willing to do it in bare feet. So some of the limitations were that if they start, stopped, stepped on a sharp pebble, I told them I would edit out any part if they, you know, if they hurt they themselves made or fell over because right, they were right. working outside because that's very difficult because the, the yeah. movement was not made for outside. It was made for inside. Made for inside a inside stage. the studio. Right, yeah, right. made for a stage. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm talking with Victoria Finlayson, and her uh, dance film will be featured at the Reemerge Dance Festival. It's called Out There, 
and it will be shown on opening night of the festival thursday june 17th at 7 p.m and then again on friday june 18th also at 7 p.m and for tickets and information you can log on to center stage's website centerstagetheater.org again that's centerstagetheater.org and theater spelled e-r centerstagetheater.org and or you can also go the old-fashioned route if you'd like and call the box office uh the box office number is 805-963 0408 again that's 805-963-0408 for tickets and information um so uh, victoria what are you hoping the audience takes away from from this once they leave the theater what are you hoping or to leave with them once they as they leave um i don't I, i just hope they saw something in it that was interesting to them or delighted them. Uh, Yeah, I don't, yeah. um, Well, and that's- I I do think it it ended up being like, I showed some friends of mine in New York and they said, wow, you live in a beautiful place. And I realized, Mm -hmm. oh, it's also a little bit, it's partly because we're all inside or felt so constrained and then, you know, going outside. So So everyone's solo because you can't work together. Yeah. In fact, the dancers didn't see each other's work until I showed them the rough cut. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, so they were all pleased with what <laughs> each other yeah, had yeah. done. So it's very, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I guess. But at least, you know, it, it, it'll leave the audience with, with some kind of maybe emotional reaction of some kind. And that's probably um, really the, the best you can hope for, really is that they have some kind of reaction to it as opposed to just, you know, walking out going in not. Um, and it sounds like it's kind of the kind of piece that um, will bring out some kind of emotion of some kind, I'm, I'm sure, either happiness or joy or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you know, I uh, my background with Merce Cunningham and John Cage, and John Cage, when he would talk about happenings, he'd say a happening is... Um, like a net to catch a fish, the nature you do not know what it is. You know, that there's so many emotions that we have. I'm not really, I don't feel bound and constrained by the big five, you know, tears, joy, this, that. It's like there's five million emotions. And so, um, oh, that's well, that's good. Yeah, I I think that they will. And, And if their emotion even is, and this. I, John Cage would say if they hated it, well, at least they had a strong reaction. I, I'm not as strong as he was. I'm like, I hope they don't hate it. <laughs> right, you don't want that necessarily, but it, you know, yeah, yeah. as long as yeah, it... but, but if they do, okay, just, you know, be exactly. kind when you tell me. <laughs> Try to find something useful. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, what, what surprised you uh, about the whole project when, you know, especially when the, the various film footage was coming into you and you were getting everyone's pieces. Um, what surprised you about any of it? Or did it? That's a wonderful question. Yeah, um, I think, wow, I guess I would say, um, I I feel that I have missed, um, missed certain things working in in live theater which has been wonderful i've missed certain aspects of abstract dance and the kind of work that i did when i was in new york and the kind of people that i was working with 
And what surprised and delighted me when it came back, both with the dancers' footage and also with my son's score, was a sense of, of delight and the sheer multiplicity and variety of bodies and shapes and, and relations to the frame. And this incredible artistic aesthetic biodiversity that was to hand. And, um, and so when I was editing it, it was really about passing energy through. You know, I tried to connect the energy passage so that there was an energy line wherever it went. Um, that if a dancer was doing that, then the next dancer, you know, might, anyway, the energy would pass through. Um, and then working with uh, my son, who has not seen some of the work that I, I did when I was dancing, how, how he took to the, um, I told him that he uh, could, he didn't have to, well, first of all, he didn't have to, because I you know, didn't have to choreograph to that. There is no choreographic structure because I was editing it and it was breaking up. There was no rhythmic right. structure per se that was literal that he had to compose to. So he sure. just composed something that wove in and out. And there were some beautiful think times where something would happen in the music and a dancer would do something and you just felt like, oh, so amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, so there, there was just the delight of, of moments of, of uh, like sense or uh, things coming together and mm -hmm. then moments where things weren't coming together and that it was a dance about that, a dance of things coming together or an image. Um, but what I love, uh, one of the things I love, but one of the things I love is when you're not totally sure what's going on and then something makes sense and then you don't, I love that play. So it was just, yeah delightful oh yeah I, I i can see that and um and for you know for myself i've worked in um in radio and and um on stage and theater and such and it's it's a wonderful experience it, when you have various elements you've got visual and you have audio you've got music or whatever you and all of a sudden it just kind of it clicks it, it just kind of comes mm. together and you kind of go oh yeah this totally goes with this part of the music and you never knew that before but then all of a sudden it just presents itself and then yeah, yes and then you uh, move into that and uh, so I, I can see where you're coming from because it's what a delightful thing to be able to create something and you're not exactly sure how it's going to go but all of a sudden it just kind of merges yeah yeah exactly it feels like a gift from yeah the dancers and the but also from the universe like Oh, I didn't know that existed till now. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Victoria, I hope you don't mind if I if if I can put you on the spot a little bit. I've been asking everybody in these interviews um, some random questions just to kind of get to know folks mm -hmm. on a different level. I hope you don't mind if I put you on the spot and ask some random questions. <laughs> no. and, th and these are just for fun. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's there's no okay. final exam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, the first question I have is, um, what is your favorite comfort food? Oh. Um, well, I, you know, probably right now it's a roasted like chicken breast oh, in a yeah. green salad. Ooh. I just love green salads with chicken breasts in them that I yeah. make or my children make yeah right right oh yeah, yeah. that's that... yeah i don't know why 
it's like Sunday night food now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can I can totally see that. I, I, not too long ago, I had a, a salad that had uh, grilled chicken, and it's just there's something about that that is just kind of you know cozy. <laughs> if yes. You will. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and good for you. So. And it's good for you. Yeah, exactly. You've got you know lean protein, yes. and you've got the vegetables, and you got it all <laughs> all in one dish. <laughs> exactly. It's all covered. Yeah. In my twenties, I think I might have chosen something else. But <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, okay, so my next question is, uh, what's your most treasured possession? And this could be, it could be material, an object, it could be a human, it could be um, an experience or an event. What's your most mm. treasured possession, if you had to pick one? Uh, well, it's, you know, I'm in my family, so I would say my family. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, and I would say both of them. My family of origin, if I make a distinction, I mean, it's one big family, but... Mm -hmm. my family of origin and my my family that i built with that you you're or, right. or made or whatever created you know, yes was exactly. blessed to be able to create with right know. right that's awesome and then oh, oh and actually before i forget is is nick blondell your son right nick nick blondell is my son yeah i worked with him in uh music man several years oh, ago <laughs> okay yes i saw that that was wonderful yeah yeah was he, was, he was great to work with he was he was a lot of fun yeah um, okay, so my last question is, um, who's your favorite fictional character? And this could be either literature or from the movies, TV, um, mm. your favorite fictional character, if you had to pick one. Well, that's, uh, huh. Well, I probably have a lot. So, um, well, that's okay if you want to make I, a couple. Uh... Well, I, right now I'm just reading for the first time My Family and Other Animals, so I'm very fond of Gerald Durrell, Durrell right now. <laughs> Ger yeah. Um, so that's, uh, he's he's a favorite right now, but um, well, probably, uh, and I've, I feel hackneyed, but I, um, I think uh, probably, uh, Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. And okay. um, I did choreography on the Westmont production that Mitchell Thomas directed. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do love that character and I got to reread the book again. Um, so uh, she's sort of important because she's a character that a lot of, or I feel like not a lot, but may, a number of young women read and rereading re it, realizing, wow, I read that when I was young and it's pretty remarkable um, to read it and realize that all the questions sort of center around the female characters. And I didn't realize at the time when I was first reading it that that was pretty remarkable. But now with all the work that's been done on, on literary characters realizing, yeah, no, that's quite remarkable. And it's still, she's quite wonderful in her family and her mother. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, very cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. Um, so we, we just have a little bit of time before we have to go. But before we go, uh, do you have any uh, 411 information you want to give out? Any websites or social media information, anything of that nature? Uh, um, I probably should, but um, I don't. That's okay. Nope. No worries. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will sometime in the future. <laughs> and, well, and hopefully we'll have yeah. and we'll have all your information probably on the blog as well so that's that's all good yeah but i don't have a website or you know yeah so no worries that's, that's all good um but uh, profile. <laughs> it's 
exactly. But uh, Victoria, thank you so much for joining us on the show today and continued success in your career and all of your creative endeavors. And thank you. thanks for being with us. And again, to um, uh, Victoria Finlayson, her piece, Out There, which is a dance film, will be shown at the Reemerge Dance Festival. And that's on opening night, Thursday, June 17th at 7 p.m. And then again on Friday, June 18th, also at 7 p.m. And you can visit centerstagetheater.org for tickets. Again, that's centerstagetheater, theater spelled E-R, centerstagetheater.org for tickets and information. You can also, while you're there getting your tickets, you can click on the little blog tab there and read all about all the various artists and performers that will be participating in the festival. Again, centerstagetheater.org. And for tickets, you can also go the old-fashioned route if you want and give them a call at their box office. The box office is 805-963-0408. Again, that's 805-963-0408. And if you want to know what I'm up to, if you're curious about my stuff, you can find me at Jim on the Air. That's Jim on the Air. And uh, on all social media, on Instagram and on Facebook, Jim on the Air. And of course, the podcast is called Jim on the Air. And it's available at Apple Podcast, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Again, it's called Jim on the Air. And uh, Victoria, again, thank you so much for joining us today. It's delightful to be able to talk to you. And uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And also, everybody, thank you so much for watching or listening. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.